God, we give you praise, honor, and glory, Heavenly Father. And we thank you, Lord God, for your goodness and your mercy, Lord God, your loving kindness and all your many blessings. And we thank you, Lord God, for blessing us, Lord God, to see another day that you made, Heavenly Father. And we will rejoice and be glad in this day, Heavenly Father, Lord God, because you made it, Lord God. And we are thankful, Lord God, for our health, Lord God, this morning, and our strength, Lord God. We want to thank you, Lord God, for the precious blood of Jesus Christ that was shed for us on Calvary, Lord God. And we thank you for the power in the blood of the Lamb, the blood that never loses its power, Heavenly Father, Lord God. And we thank you, Lord God, again, for grace and your mercy. And thank you for bringing us from a mighty long ways, Heavenly Father, Lord God. Thank you for never leaving us nor forsaking us, Lord God. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, this evening, this morning, Heavenly Father, Lord God. And we thank you, Lord God, for our church service. Bless this service, Lord God, and bless everyone, Lord God, here this morning. And those that may be joining us a little later, Heavenly Father, Lord God. We thank you for your presence among us, Lord God. We thank you for the Holy Spirit this morning. And we pray that the Holy Spirit, Lord God, we have with way and move freely among us this morning, Heavenly Father, Lord God. And it's because of you, Lord Jesus, that we live and move and have our being. We worship you this morning. We honor you. We praise your holy name. And we thank you, Lord God, for everything that's going to be done during this worship service, Lord God. And we pray, Heavenly Father, Lord God, that people will be healed and delivered. Our hearts being renewed and being renewed. Heavenly Father, Lord God. And we thank you for hearing prayers and answering prayers, Lord God. And we thank you, Lord God, that you smile down upon us, Lord God. And the God of the Lord is our strength, Heavenly Father, Lord God. And we praise you and we glorify you this morning. And we want to thank you, Lord God, this morning for the word also, Lord God. We thank you for your powerful word, Lord God, this morning that's going to be taught to us this morning, Lord God. And we thank you for the anointing upon Pastor Fred, Lord God. We thank you for the word that you have put in the spirit, Lord God. And we thank you, Lord God, that she follows your leading and guiding, that she follows the Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord God, for your anointing, and we ask you, Lord God, to continue to bless her, Lord God. And we thank you, Lord God, that you'll fill her mouth when she's open, Lord God. And we thank you, Lord God, this morning, the word that's going to go forth in the power of demonstration by the Holy Spirit. And we thank you for blessing the messenger this morning, Lord God. And bless everyone, Lord God, that we hear the word this morning, have no follow. And the word will not fall on deaf ears, Lord God, but we accomplish everything that you have sent it out to do, have no follow this morning. And we want to bind up all the assignment of the enemy this morning, have no fallen, that he would not interfere with this worship service this morning, Lord God. That everything will go well. There won't be no distractions, won't be no disruptions or interference, have no father from the enemy, have no father, Lord God. For we know that you are greater than all, Lord God. And the enemy is not welcome here this morning, have no father, Lord God. And we thank you for the praise and worship service, Lord God. And we thank you, Lord God, that. Everything, Lord God, will go well, Heavenly Father, Lord God. And we pray, Heavenly Father, Lord God, that you meet the needs of everyone, Lord God, this year, this morning. And we thank you, Lord God, that you know what our needs are even before we ask you, Lord God. For you love us so much, Lord God, that you gave your only begotten Son. He shed his precious blood for our sins on Calvary and rose on the third day and now sit at your right hand, make an intercession for us. Uh, and he has all power in heaven and on earth. 
and we surrender everything to Jesus Christ this morning. We cast all our cares upon you, Heavenly Father, Lord God. And we thank you, Lord God, that you lift every weight and every burden, Lord God. And we know, Lord God, we can be confident in this, that the good work that you've begun in us, that you will complete it to the, the day of Jesus Christ, Heavenly Father, Lord God. And we thank you, Lord God, for ordering our steps and guiding our path. And we ask that the Holy Spirit will have his way this morning. And we give you all honor and praise and glory. And everyone say amen. Amen. Amen.
was shared on Calvary 2,000 years ago will never lose its power. Continues to save, heal, and deliver. And so when you think about that, it gives you an opportunity to just praise God and to shout the victory because that blood uh, will never lose its power. That blood that is in our bodies, when we uh, transition, it does not even, it, it has to come out of our bodies because it's not any good anymore. The scripture says the life of the flesh is in the blood. So when we pass on and our spirit leaves our body and they prepare us for our homegoing service, uh, that, that house that we live in, they have to take the blood out because the blood is no good to the flesh when the flesh no longer is alive. But that blood that was shed on Calvary will never lose its power. And so I just can't get enough of that. I get excited every time I hear that song because it is so true. I do apologize for the song that we uh, viewed previously that had a commercial on it. That's what you get when you don't go all the way through the song. I usually play them all the way through before I ask uh, Monisa to use them, but I didn't do that. So that just teaches me I need to make sure that everything is okay before I tell her to play the music. But we thank God that we can even do that. We thank God for Zoom because that's kept us uh, together all of this time. And we are continuing with Zoom right now because we need to uh, get direction from God as to whether we need to open up services at three of last again or whether we need to uh, wait on him for another uh, location. But at, we will continue to use Zoom either way so that everyone that has connected with us so far will still be able to do that. We're so happy to have uh, both the, our local people as well as our sister Sabrina Hale and others who have joined us from other areas of the country, and so we don't want to lose that continuity. But praise God. We're going to look at some scriptures this morning uh, before I uh, uh, joined, uh, before I opened up the service this morning. When I woke up this morning, God was speaking to me, and uh, I couldn't connect it then. I can connect it there. But let's pray. Father God, we are so grateful to you. We are so grateful for each and every one that has joined us in the service this morning. We thank you, Father God, that you continue to keep us together. We thank you, Father God, that you have given us a technical ability to connect with one another, even during this time of pandemic. And Father God, we know that there has been much loss, but Father God, you're still on the throne, and we're thanking you that you continue the good work that you've begun in us. And so I ask you this morning to let the ears of the hearers be anointed so that they can hear from the Holy Spirit and that their hearts will be open to receive the word of God, that any other clutter that may be in our hearts, Father, that you would just push it out of the way so that we can have a, a heart that is pure before you 
that our thoughts are good and perfect and lovely and of good report. And Father God, we just ask that the word would go forth in the power and demonstration of the Holy Spirit. We bind up the enemy who's always trying to distract, disrupt, and interrupt. And we thank you, Father God, that whatever we say out of our mouth will bring glory and honor to you. Holy Spirit, I ask you to have your way and use me as you see fit. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, and everyone said amen. So this morning, I was starting to tell you, I was trying to determine why God was bringing up to me uh, some things that uh, happened in the past and I wasn't even clear as to why that was important this morning. Uh, you know, I, some of you know that I have conversations with God in the shower in the morning. And so uh, uh, I now can put it in its place the information that he talked to me about. And uh, I want you to turn your Bible or your, your phone, whatever you're using this morning, to Romans chapter 10, verse 17. And I also want to uh, talk about uh, 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 another scripture, uh, but I just turned the page, so uh, I'll get it back. So we're going to talk about Romans 10 and 17. And when you read that whole chapter of Romans 10, you understand about how to receive Jesus Christ as well. So uh, that's a good scripture for all of us to review that uh, uh, have accepted Christ. Or if you haven't happened to be on here, I don't think there's anybody this morning that doesn't know Jesus Christ in the part of their sin, but it happens to be or someone who will listen later on to this, if I don't know if uh, Reverend is doing his, uh, putting it on his podcast. But anyway, we just want you to know that Romans 10, 9, and 10 uh, helps you to receive Jesus Christ. But we're going to look at Romans 10 and 17 and some other uh, scriptures this morning. But what I was trying to tell you, God took me back into the past, and it was a conversation that I had with one of our members who is not with us anymore as a member, person is still alive, and she told me that she met a woman who knew me when I was at uh, St. John Baptist Church, and I said, oh, who? Well, she couldn't tell me the woman's name. I said, well, then I can't tell you whether I know that person or not. So she said, oh, she knew you. And I said, well, if you tell me her name, then I'll let you know whether she knew me. You know, we have a habit of saying that we know people. But that word know in the scripture means that you know somebody intimately. I don't necessarily mean sexually, but I mean intimately. You have to know people uh, in a way that you know about can know about them and not know them. So it's very, we need to be very careful when we say we know people. And so I always say I know of that person. If somebody says, well, do you know so-and-so? I know of that person if I don't really know them. Because, you know, we uh, tend to make comments about a person by what we've heard. 
And uh, that is not a good idea either. But anyway, she went on to tell me that this woman told her my testimony. Well, nobody could tell my testimony better than me. You know, that song that we sing that says, you can't tell it like I can. That means you can't tell my testimony like I can. Now, I have shared other people's testimonies, but I always say I'm sharing somebody else's testimony. I don't say I know that about that person because I may not know everything that went on to get them where they are. And so we have to be careful with that. And so I was trying to put that in place because when God has those conversations with me, he's wanting me to see something or to uh, put something in place as I'm, when I'm going to minister or during my day, somebody's going to come along that I need to talk to and that information is going to become important. So it becomes important to this uh, message that God has given me this morning because the message he's given me is to talk with you all this morning about believing God. And you can't really believe God unless you know him. You see, we can't believe uh, something that we don't we don't know. Uh, let me put it like that. So we that believe God that we are believe, uh, uh, you know if you believe God then you got to know Him. You got to know some things about Him, but you also need to know Him personally. Your one on one relationship with Him is so important. And we do that through our salvation, and we are saved by that wonderful blood that never loses its power. So all of that began to tie into me as I listened to the words of the songs this morning that we have for praise and worship. And so when we look at Romans 10 and 17, it says, So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And so when we dissect that word, the word that is really being said here is so faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing by the word of God. You see, we've got to hear the word of God many, many times to get it really in our spirit so that we know that we know that hearing uh, faith comes by hearing. We cannot just read that this one's time and have the kind of faith that God wants us to have. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so we want to remember that as we go into our lesson this morning. And my question to you is going to be, do you believe God? Of course, that's a simple question, but the answer you give is most revealing. And so we have two options. We either believe God or we do not believe him. It's as simple as that. Now, that sounds simple, but it's a little more complex than just that. But it's a start. We need to know that we either believe God or we do not believe him. And of course, as a follower of Jesus Christ, we surely believe in God. We have to believe in him. The word of God says that, you know, we have to believe in him. We have to have faith to believe 
that he's got. And so, you know, if we didn't, uh, we would not be Christian. But we ask the question, what about as a follower of Jesus, do you believe God? What do you believe about God? Uh, and Sister Cora Holmes and I now tonight we're having our prayer. We have a, a prayer agreement on Saturday night. And so um, we pray very late in the evening uh, uh, for both my the service that we have this morning, but both uh, praying for specific needs that we have. She is, again, my prayer partner after many, many years of us uh, knowing and having contact with one another, but not praying together. And now we're doing that again. And so we do that on Saturday night. And so we were talking about last night, the fact that she had had some offers from some of the cults to teach a Bible study or have a Bible study at her house. You know, there's a couple of those cults that like to come to your house and teach you the Bible. And unfortunately, what they teach is not accurate because they always seem to leave out Jesus Christ. This one that she had invitation to have a Bible study at her house with some of the folks is a, is a, is a church, uh, is a denomination, is a, <laughs> is a group, let me say it like that, that teaches about Jesus Christ. But then they say they're the only ones that are going to go to heaven, that they are the church of Christ, that the rest of us that attend other uh, faith traditions, we are not uh, the church of Christ. We are just uh, uh, something else. And of course, that in itself is erroneous, but... Um, Anyway, she said she agreed to let them come and and uh, share the word, not knowing that this is a woman who is called of God, who has uh, been trained. Uh, she's been to Bible college. She has knowledge of the word of God. She never told them that. She just had them uh, think they were coming in there, but she did tell them from the very beginning that she was not going to allow her allow to proselytize her, in other words, to win her over to their belief system. And uh, I never thought about doing that because, number one, I'm very careful about who I invite into my house. I, I have that old Pentecostal belief that where people come, they leave their spirits behind. And uh, you say, what do you mean by that, Pastor? Well, I mean that you are a spirit. You have a soul and you live in a body. So the real you is your spirit. And when you sit down in a chair, when you leave that chair, you leave your fingerprint there. And what I mean by your fingerprint is you leave a portion of you in that chair. And I'll, I'll help you understand what I mean by that. You know, I used to see old line Pentecost to uh, pray at meal and pray at their chair before they sat in it. Well, I was raised in the Baptist denomination, and some of that stuff I didn't understand. But I now understand it clearly. Because that chair, you don't know who's been sitting in that chair ahead of you. 
and I'm getting in some deep water here, y'all, so hold on. Uh, we don't uh, know who's been sitting in that chair, and so we go and sit in that chair, and honey, I have sat in some chairs, and the person that sat in that chair before me was going through hell, having all kinds of struggles. And when I sat in that chair, I picked up everything that they were going through. That's a spiritual thing, okay? When I was in Tulsa, uh, just like I have always since God called me to prayer as well as to preach, uh, I always like to go to prayer meetings. So when I got to Tulsa, the church that I was attending, they had their intercessory prayer meeting on Saturday mornings. So that was good for me because I was in school during the week. So I get up and go over to the church at 8 o'clock on Saturday mornings and join the intercessory prayer. So I'm there one day, and uh, the Lord spoke to me and said, you go up on the platform and pray at the pastor's chairs. Well, I had never done that before, but I was obedient to God, so I went up there, and the chair that I knelt at, I didn't really select, because I knew who sat in it, I just selected a chair, I thought. You know, Holy Spirit is always in what you're trying to do. And so, if you're following God's direction. And so, I knelt at this chair, and when I knelt at that chair, I began to feel confused, just really confused. And so I was praying in the spirit. I was praying in other tongues. And uh, this person, you know, it's always somebody that want to try to interrupt what God is doing with you. And you have to pay attention to that because they'll make it look like it's godly. So up comes this brother. And he gets right beside me, almost up against me, and starts praying as loud as he could to disrupt me from following the Holy Ghost. But the Holy Ghost soon got rid of him. He got tired of trying to do it because I continued to pray in the Holy Spirit. And so then I began to feel even more confused. And I said at one point, oh, I am so confused. But what it was is that I had picked up the spirit of the chair, the person who usually sat in that chair. And so I went on following the spirit and I prayed and I cried and I prayed and I cried and I stayed up there at that chair the whole time that we were having intercessory prayer and God continued to use me. And when, when I'm praying like that, when I'm interceding uh, like that. I follow the Spirit and I continue to do what the Holy Spirit tells me until he gives me closure. And what I mean by that is, is when you're through, the Holy Spirit will cause you to become silent. And you wait and you wait and make sure that he's finished and then you're finished, okay? And I see people try to continue to go on after God has said, you're done. We need to learn that. When the Holy Spirit is done, we're done. I heard a brother, uh, he was in a singing group, and they came to
to Jubilee one time from Faith Christian Fellowship in Tulsa, Oklahoma, in North Tulsa, and that was exactly the church where I was when this occurred. And when he, they were, um, they did their uh, their ministry, they sang, they praised the Lord, and then what one of the brothers said, now, the anointing is gone, and so we're finished. And that's what I'm saying. When the anointing is gone, we need to shut up. We need to stop trying to make it more than what it is. See, our flesh wants that kind of attention, but God is not in it. So whatever it was, I prayed it through. That's what they call it, praying through. So I prayed it through, went on home that Sabbath, that Sunday morning in the service. One of the ministers that I first met here in California, who actually ministered to me and, uh, and helped me to uh, uh, receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost with speaking in other tongues, evidence of speaking in other tongues. And uh, I supported his ministry before I ever got to Tulsa because not only was he one of the pastors on staff at that church, but he was also. Uh, doing some uh, ministry on his own. A uh, very powerful man of God who is still around. I haven't seen him in a long time, but he was down there with Pastor Burnell for a while before Pastor uh, Burnell retired from Jubilee. And uh, he was um, uh, to do the sermon that morning. And he got up and he said, you know, God, I, I've been praying and I've been praying. And he said, what I'm getting ready to do is one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. And so he brought a little scripture and did a little teaching. But then he said, I need to let y'all know that uh, my time on staff here at Faith Christian Fellowship in North Tulsa is up. That God is doing something else with me and I will be leaving here and he said I'm actually uh, God is going to send me overseas well then he started that talking and God began to deal with me what chair was he sitting in well wasn't he sitting at that chair that I knelt beside I don't know who needs to hear this this morning because I'll tell you it was not a part of myself and uh, I'm that chair that I wailed and, and, and travailed, that's what you call that when you're in tears and you're crying out to God, travail. And you know what travail is, ladies? That's what you do when you're in labor. Those of you that have given birth, honey, when you get in that deep pain, that's travail. Well, when you get in the deep spirit of God and you begin to wail and cry, years are coming and you're continuing to pray that's travail see god has allowed me to understand what he called me to i'm not just doing what i want to do i have to do what god says because i know better when you know better you do better and so there i was standing up there or sitting there listening to this man tell why i was at that seat on saturday morning before the service, wailing and crying. And he said, I, 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 it was hard for me. He said, I struggle with this thing. Well, my Lord, my soul was just blessed by that because now I understood why God had me at that chair.
why he would let that brother interrupt me from praying that he would not allow me to, to move until I had finished because that was where I was supposed to be next. You see, we need to know where to do certain things. That prayer that I was praying was not appropriate to pray with a uh, uh, in a service. It was not appropriate for me to pray uh, uh, at any other time than when I was in intercessory prayer. And this time that I was in intercessory prayer, people were praying all over the building. And they weren't praying as a group. They were really praying whatever the Holy Ghost led them to pray. You know, there's all kinds of different ways to pray. And it would need to learn about what's appropriate at what time. Because I think I shared with y'all one time about the brother. Uh, we were up at the courthouse. I was in the Baptist church then. And we were going to court with one of the members, the son, who was accused of murder. <laughs> and I never will forget it. Because this brother was a young preacher. That's why I like to try to help my young preachers and teach them the right way. So I'm not saying this brother wasn't being taught, but uh, the pastor was actually there, and he said, uh, uh, Reverend so-and-so, I want you to pray. And we all in a circle in the middle of the hall of the Hall of Justice in Redwood City, California. And this brother blasted the whole place. He is coming at the top of his voice, just yelling and screaming at this deputies in the courtroom, because it was just a row of courtrooms, all came out with their hands on their guns. <laughs> Bless his heart. He didn't know any better. You see, when we know better, we need to do better, and we need to be taught. So there's a whole bunch of things that go on when you are operating in the Spirit of God. But you need to know when to be appropriate, because God is a God is the Holy Spirit does things decently and in order. But to finish this, because this was certainly not my sermon, but to finish this, uh, when the service was over, uh, the brother was nowhere in sight. When he said what he said, he got up and left. His heart was just so heavy about what he had to do. You see, sometimes God is speaking to us about doing things that we really don't want to do. But if we're obedient, we're going to do it. And God was moving him. And he didn't want to really be moved, but he, but he knew he had to do what God said to him. So anyway, um, I, I got to his wife because people were going to her trying to question about what was going on. Because this man was well loved, not only in Tulsa, but here in California. He was well known because he had been at Jubilee, uh, which uh, Jubilee at first was Faith Christian Fellowship. So anyway, just to end this up, uh, uh, I went to her and I told her what happened to me the night before, the day before, which was Saturday. And she looked at me and she said, that was God. Because that's what he's been going through. That's what he's been struggling with. And I could relate to that. You see, God had used me because he had him to do what he needed to do. And sometimes we need help getting past whatever is going on 
are getting ready to do what God has uh, asked us to do. And so my prayer partner that I'm praying with right now, we have prayed in the past, and I could tell you many instances where God used us together to intercede for things that were going to come up. But that is not my sermon this morning, but it does help me to share with you what I want to say, and I'm probably not going to finish because I've taken time giving this information, but this is what God instructed me to do. So if we believe God, then we have to have faith. You can't believe him without faith. It's impossible to please God without faith. That's what the scripture tells us. And I, uh, you know, I cannot use excuses. Uh, uh, it doesn't excuse me from uh, the responsibility and the privilege to always trust in God for all things. There is no excuse for us not trusting God. We need to have faith to trust God. And when we don't have enough faith, the scripture says that we can ask for more space, uh, faith. Can ask for wisdom. If we need wisdom, we can ask for more wisdom. And so I really uh, encourage us to know that if your faith is running low, here's one thing that I can recommend above all the others is to read the word. And so as Romans 10 and 17 puts it so clearly, our faith indeed grows as we hear the word of God. God's word is powerful, and each time we read it, we are hearing from the Lord God Almighty. So Hebrews 4 and 12 tells us, For the word of God is living and powerful, and sharper than any two-edged sword piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. The more you and I can saturate our minds with the Bible, the better off we will be. God's word gives us strength both uh, in our relationship with him and it helps us to resolve what we need to do. It helps us to do the right thing. And so I'm convinced that a key aspect of the devil's strategy is to keep Christians from the Bible. If he can keep us from the Bible, then we, have, we lack the knowledge that we need to have. And it's easier for him to lie on us and get us to be disobedient to God because we don't know what the word says. And so we need to read God's word because we're empowered to advance the kingdom of God and to diminish the devil's activity when we know what the word of God says. So we can advance the kingdom, Jesus' kingdom, and we can diminish the devil's work. And diminish means that we can reduce it. We can hinder it, just like he hinders us from doing God's work. But we need to reverse that, and we need to diminish his work. We need to tell on him, like I said earlier. We need to tell on the devil. So if you find scripture hard to read, if you don't understand what you're reading, 
you can rest assured there is a uh, uh, the devil is in the way. A force of darkness is behind every one of those excuses uh, that we use not to read the Bible and uh, not to study and not to be taught. You know, we are all supposed to be teachable because as we go along this route, uh, God continues to teach us. We don't learn everything at once. We're always learning. Uh, we should always be open to learning because God is so powerful and so big that we can't possibly know everything about him or his word. And so we're supposed to be in uh, a learning mode. We're supposed to be teachable and open. And the Holy Spirit has the, his way of doing it. And the word of God again says everything needs to be done decently and in order. God is not a God of confusion. He doesn't cause confusion and he's not in confusion. And so we need to remember that. So we need to study the word to show ourselves approved. That's what Timothy says. Study the word to show yourself approved. A workman need, that need not be ashamed of rightly dividing the word of God. That's First Timothy, I think it's 3 and 15. And so we need to remember that. So, you know, when every follower, any follower of Jesus reads the Bible, hell trembles. The enemy trembles when you read the word of God because he is afraid that you're going to find out how to keep him in his place. And so we really need to understand that. We really need to get that. So that's where we're coming from this morning. So we need to be empowered daily by God's spirit and be, uh, and, and get the change in us that is necessary. And that's Ephesians 5 and 18. And then, as I said, we need to study the scripture daily and systematically. And Psalms 119.15 will help us with that. By that, we need to have some daily devotion or some uh, daily Bible reading plan and it's so easy now, saints, because you don't even have to read it. You can listen to it on these wonderful telephones that we have. You can get audio, an audio version of the Word of God. And you can play that while you're on your way to work, uh, while you're cleaning your house, whatever you're doing. So that means you don't even have to sit down and read it. You can put your earphones in and you can hear it as you go. And so it's no excuse for us not studying the word. And then we need to respond biblically and uh, to current events and cultural issues. And we can find that in First Chronicles 12 and 32. In order to keep current on what's going on in this world, this whole pandemic, all of this stuff that's going on, it's in the Word. All we have to do is study our Word and keep current. We can keep current with, with what's going on here by studying the Word. 
And then we need to focus on discipling our children, our grandchildren, uh, any of our uh, family members, uh, any of that uh, uh, extra family that we have. You know, we, we adopt people and uh, they are not really blood relatives, but for us, they're part of our family. We need to remember that the Christian faith is always one generation from extinction. So we look at Deuteronomy 6 and 7. We have to always remember that we need to pass that word along. And one of the things that we know about those of the Jewish uh, faith is, is they make it a point to pass from generation to generation God's word. The Old Testament is what they believe in. Unless they're a completed Jew. If they're a completed Jew, then they believe that Jesus Christ is the Messiah. And uh, But we need to pass that word on. Our children need to grow up with a spiritual foundation. And I thank God that uh, he allowed me to grow up with that and my children have grown up with that and and, and uh, hopefully my, uh, I know my grandchildren have grown up with that, but hopefully this, these great-grands are going to grow up knowing who Jesus is. And of course, if I get a hold of them, I'll meet them to the Lord. Those two little girls that uh, were there with uh, Dr. Carson this morning, um, I had them accept Jesus Christ when they came to church. And you say, well, they're too little. No, they're not too little. If they can talk, they can ask Jesus Christ into their life. Now, we have to uh, help them understand, but they're not too little to say, Jesus, come into my life and my Lord and save them. We need to do that because then those children uh, will grow up knowing that there is a God, knowing that Jesus died for their sins, knowing that he's there and available for them. You see, because as they get older, we can give them more information. But we start by showing them how to invite Christ into their life. And if the mind could talk, I did that with my grandchildren. Every one of them, they're about two years old, they can talk, let's get saved. And you see, God has blessed them. You know, I am very proud of my grandchildren. God has blessed them. Uh, we just celebrated the high school graduation of my youngest grandson. Uh, his name is Isaiah. We're expecting great things because Isaiah was a great prophet. Isaiah prophesied both the birth and the death of Jesus Christ. And so we watched this young man come through. He's a straight-A student, uh, and uh, he's going to... We're trying to get him to go to Stanford, but he has decided that he is going to attend the University of San Francisco, which is the alma mater for our Dr. Carson, who received her master's degree there. And so, you see, I encourage them to get their education, but I want them to know about Jesus. And that's a part of their education, that they know who God is, that they know that Jesus gave his life for their sins. And so I thank God for my grandchildren, as I say, because uh, every one of them has had some, uh, if not uh, extra, 
uh, additional education besides high school. And, uh, and we thank God for that. But we need to encourage them to know that God is alive and well. The other thing that we need to do is develop our gifts and our callings to maximize their, that impact that they have. And that you can find that in Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 through 16. We need to remember these things because if we do, then God can use us and it helps us to stay close to God. When we start lagging in prayer and study of the word, the devil comes in a hurry because he wants to get our attention and it's much easier to do if we are not staying connected with God. And so we need to study, again I say this, to show ourselves the proof. A workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of God. See, we need to be able to divide that word and help, uh, let it help us in our lives and what we and so I want to remind you where we started this morning. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's how you got to get it. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And you find that, of course, in Romans 10 and 17. I'm going to stop right here. I'm going to leave you with this message. And I pray that you will contemplate uh, in your own mind and in your own spirit the words that we have spoken this morning and what the word of God says uh, in those scriptures that I have given you this morning. I really want us to understand that God is in charge of our lives. So once again, thank you, Pastor, for your teaching and uh <clears throat> Wow, and that that just that verse. So then, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And you touched on another uh, uh, factor too that we should always be open to learning the word of God. We should never think we know too much. So I'm just going to thank you for your teaching once again, and and thank you for being a teacher. You know, because that's what we need. We need to be taught that word of God and, and we need to continue to learn and never think we know everything because it's always something else to learn. So just thank you for that. And uh, I'm just going to say, Father God, we thank you today, Father God. We thank you for the teaching that went forth, Father God. We thank you for the teacher as well, Father God. We thank you for everyone that joined us today and all the families that are that are represented here today, Father God, as we carry on our week, Father God. We pray, Father God, that you walk with us, Father God. We pray, Father God, that you be with us and our families, Father God, and no hurt, harm, and danger that comes our way, Father God. And we just thank you this morning, Father God. We give you all praise. We give you all glory in Jesus' mighty name. And everyone say amen. 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 Everybody have a beautiful day. I love you. Have a blessed day also, Pastor. Right. Thank you for the teaching. Thank you for the teaching.
God bless you all. All right, everybody. Have a good week now. Thank you. Me too. Everyone have a great week. All right. See y'all in Bible study and prayer now. <laughs> Most definitely. <laughs>